vacation to Norway and as many of you guys know I uh, went to Norway to visit relatives and um, kind of like Gilligan's Island you know the three-hour tour whatever. so it's a, a little 10-minute hike after dinner thick fog for almost 24 hours and I suffered from severe hypothermia and it was grace of God that the Red Cross search and rescue team found me but the reason I want to talk about this is because, you know, for the first, I don't know, 10 hours, I was like screaming, come on, mother effers, you'll find me. Where are you guys? Where's the helicopter? And stuff like that. And nothing. Total silence up in the tundra. And then toward the end, I was like, oh, God, you know, I'm, I'm, there's no hope. Just, just remove my soul from this body that is suffering so much. So, you know, th- there was a great deal of hopelessness uh, involved. And, and indeed, the emergency doctor, a room doctor, who's a survival specialist, said that my core temperature was so low that I could not have possibly had more than one to two hours left to live. So I'm very blessed to be alive. Anyway, so really almost everyone feels a sense of hope at some point in their life. Maybe they don't have to go to, you know, sub-zero temperatures in the middle of the Norwegian tundra. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think we could learn a lot from Eric through our wonderful mediums, Raylene and Kim Boyd. She will discuss, uh, he will discuss how we can regain our fight to hope again, even when things look super, super bleak. And I want him to pitch in, too, because she will talk also about exit points. And, of course, I wondered if it was mine, but apparently it was not. So... Uh, anyway, I'll give you all their information later, uh, but uh, anyway, Eric, I love you. Hello, Kim and Raylene, I love you. You want to go ahead and hit the ground running? Hello, Elisa. I'm so happy to be here with you. And Eric says, hello, Mama, and he's very excited that you're here, and he's very thankful that you're also back here with the Channeling Eric team, and so He's mentioning that he did have a big part in playing with your little adventure. He helped to bring you back to good health and to get the people to right where you needed them to be. Awesome. Uh, Mm. Uh, He is mentioning that this was a possible exit point for you, but it wasn't something that you were ready to take. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Eric, can you talk to us about hopelessness? You know, almost everybody gets to that point where, ugh, there's no hope. Maybe not as far as life and situations are concerned, but there's no hope of me finding a relationship. There's no hope in finding the best, you know, a decent job. There's no hope in me being financially secure. So can you speak to that? Yeah, yeah. He says, Mom, there's a lot of different types of hopelessness as you were describing. He says, but the type of hopelessness that you were dealing with was one of a life, one of a lifetime. He says, when we think about hopelessness, we have some of us that feel hopeless because we can't find the job and we can't pay the bills that we need to pay. During these times, we get in this low funk of hopelessness, not wanting to 
move on anymore, not wanting to even ask for help, just wanting things to come to a complete end. He says, I myself have felt very hopeless in many different ways. He says, no. what you do is, uh-oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, sorry, my phone went out for a moment there. Oh, no, says, no What you do is you learn to take apart pieces of all of this hopelessness that you are feeling, and you learn to make do with what you have. You reach out for emotional support from your spirit team, just like you did, uh, yeah. Because you also look at within, how can I help myself get out of this hopelessness? He says, because in a lot of cases, people are looking for somebody else to help them, to pull them out. In your case, you needed another person. But in every case, you can find hope from within yourself. Oh, God. Okay. Oopsie. Sorry. My daughter's calling. I forgot to mute. Not good. He says okay. he's not available. Yeah, not available. <laughs> so he's talking about going from within yourself and really feeling like things are going to be okay if you can put your mindset to helping you to relax and helping to calm you down instead of allowing your mind or your ego to get the best of you with mm-hmm. you overthinking and overanalyzing things. Because so there's different types of hopelessness that people will deal with and not every kind is the same. Because if you're in a dire situation where you are needing to be saved from zero degrees temperature, that type of hopelessness when you are alone and in a dark place with nobody to hear you, nobody to see mm-hmm. you, he says, then that's a different situation because you don't feel as if you are, for one, important. People have not found you. And two, you have a lack yeah. of security within yourself. You don't know whether you're going to live or whether you're going to die. And yeah. he says, so you have to really talk to yourself and sit there and talk to your other guides around you and ask them to help to pull you out of this place of where you're at. Okay. So help doesn't Whoever... always have to come in the form. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Help doesn't Do always me. have to come in the form of another person it could come in from a spiritual person, a spiritual guide, yeah. or from yourself. Mm-hmm. Because okay. what you did is you didn't give up on yourself. At one point, you had given oh, up. Oh, well, I did eventually. But for the most part, yeah, from, yeah. I yeah. thought I would. So there's that. You really did. You really did. That was a long time to be out there in those temperatures. And just as you said, it's, you know, by the grace of God or whoever, that you're still here with us because you've, yeah. you've got business that was not done yet. Yeah. So what about people who want so badly to have a relationship but have just given up because they've been through, you know, one frog after another have not found their prince or princess? You know, what if I can just pipe in, sometimes that's the perfect situation for that to come to you when you stop looking. So true. That situation will find you. I've heard that from so many people. Okay, so Absolutely. why is that? Why, why is that? Because when you're so focused on needing something and wanting something, this kind of prevents a block on you from receiving it. So when you just allow the universe to give you what it is that you desire without you forcing it to come, it naturally attracts itself. 
Oh, because you're putting yourself in a, you're putting yourself in a literal uh, place of I want it, which means you're going to continue to be in want and not actually having. Yes, yes, yes. And so, as Kim was saying, don't fight it, and it's going to come to you. Don't have the expectations of it has to be a certain way. I have to have him look this way. He has to have this type of job, or she does. You don't put no expectations on what it is that you're desiring, and you just allow that to come to you and allow that to happen. Because but in all honesty, Mom, that is a much different type of hopelessness than a life or death type of situation. And in most of these cases, they're looking for that relationship to cover a void that they're not having filled from within themselves. This void could be coming in from childhood trauma, or even from a relationship trauma as an adult. Because there have to be emotional wounds that are dealt with and healed and processed. Because when people tend to get hurt, they don't process the bad things that happened in the relationship. Yeah, they may hold on to anger, but they're not looking at that anger, seeing the situation, observing it, and then letting it go. They're holding on to it forever. That is so true. So true. You know, I think yeah. the, the main thing that we forget to do to, to, as a solution to uh, this is to try to remember that we should learn how to become our own best friend, our own best companion. And that means Be your best friend, friend, Mama. Yeah. Be your own best friend. Be your own best friend. Right. And do not try and hide who you are for somebody else. Love who you are, love the way that you dress, love the way that you talk, love your pyroism if that's your thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. She knows me well. She's so funny. Mm-hmm. She knows me well. <laughs> you guys might hear she me does. chewing. I have not eaten today, and my husband just served me up a nice plate of food. So sorry. Um, crunch, crunch. Um, okay. So, enjoy. Kimberly, can you talk to us about exit points? Uh, through or, yeah. or through, through Eric or through anybody else or yourself? Yes. Um, I had a conversation with, kind of a little ongoing conversation with Eric about this because I was wondering how the heck that could happen. Um, because, you know, to me, my question to Eric was, your mom, in my opinion, and he wholeheartedly agrees, is doing so much better she's doing so well as compared to how she was why would a potential exit point even manifest itself and he said well it's a little it's complicated there's three things first of all you know we all know it's obvious why that exit point would have been set up we knew my guess would be very difficult and he says don't you find it he said to tell you, don't you find it a little ironic, Mom, that the first place, one of the first places I visited because I felt comforted in Norway after I transitioned? And you, oh, came, yeah. you know, you came close there. Don't you find that to be ironic? Oh, yeah. He, wow, yeah. Yeah, I, it gives me goosebumps when I, when I say that. And he, he says, you know, so, so that was a potential exit point. But he said the reason why couple things were going on. He said, first of all, it was just right before solstice. And when Mm -hmm. we have solstice happening, 
there's a big, huge influx of light that's coming in, solar light and spiritual light that's coming into the planet, and it's bumping up against everything that's dysfunctional, so like pain and grieving and that. And so anything that's still there, it will bring it to the surface. And he said, he said for you, although you're doing, you know, way, way better, he said you still have your moments where you go low and you feel like the whole world is just not smiling yeah. at you. So many things have happened. And so he says it can be kind of, you could, he said, the wishy-washy helpness helped in line with that. Mm-hmm. But he also said the other thing um, and I don't know how common the knowledge this is, but when you're in higher elevation, mm-hmm. you're able to connect with your spiritual aspect wow. much better. And yes. being that you are a person, he says, Mom, because you know you're not grounded. You walk into things and shit, he said. Really? Um, you know that too, huh? He said, to get, <laughs> what, you give me black rocks. He There's said, more black rocks. He yeah. said, give yourself <laughs> black rocks. Yeah, and he said, you know, being you're not grounded, he said having you in that environment where it's a higher spiritual elevation, he said that made you um, almost like a little bit disoriented. He said, and then when the fog came in, of course, you know, that was, uh, you know, nature. But he said, yeah, it was not your time, and he was, he was with you, as Raylene said, and they were, you know, but your team was with you working hard. Well, now, I don't, want to job, make this about all of, I don't want to make this all about me, so I will shift the focus because uh, there are other people listening. Mm-hmm. It's not all about me, but it should be. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so how many exit points do people generally design for themselves before incarnating? So I that's always different for individuals. Six. Yeah. But if if you're having a um, five to six is typical is what I I've wow. heard and that's what I heard now. But someone who's going to have a more difficult path, mm-hmm. maybe somebody who's been you know. So sometimes they tell us before we're coming in, this is are you sure this is going to be challenging? They might chart more for themselves. Oh yeah, I think my first one was when I was six months old. I had a cardiac arrest. Because my lovely parents overdosed me on nose drops. Then my second one was probably on the beach with a serial killer. And I don't know, maybe this third one, who knows. But, um, well, no, they're probably more than that. Okay, so the weird thing is, <laughs> when I was up there, that was the day, the anniversary of my sister's death in 2002, um, June 13th, and my mother-in-law's death, 2003, June 13th. That's so weird. I was thinking, wow, this could be a cool trifecta. <laughs> oh, wow. No. That, 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 that's that's strange. That's, uh, yeah, so that's what made me think, well, maybe it is some sort of design thing, you know. Um, Eric is touching base a little bit on your experience, Lisa, and he says that this was something that you were supposed to go through. It did bring you some form of healing because of the amount of physical pain that you felt with the freezing temperatures. As you came back to your home, you were able to see a different sense of beauty within things and a different sense of gratitude for life. And so it did bring you healing from physical pain and emotional Mm. pain that connected to Eric's passing. 
Okay, so what can we tell people who are hopeless for other reasons? How can they struggle to find hope again? He says, well, first off, you've got to try and climb out of that dark tunnel. You've got to pull yourself out of this rabbit hole, and you've got to climb. He says it makes effort. He says it doesn't just happen by the blink of an eye or just hoping. He says you've got to make a shift and have things turn around to have a different sense of hopelessness. If you're repeating the same pattern, same behavior, he says, well, then you're not making that change happen. And so for you to make a little change, this could be you cleaning up your room. This could be you cleaning out your closet. This could be you finding a shift within yourself that allows you to shift in another direction. You've got to cut the pattern that you're repeating because that pattern is hopeless in whatever way for you. And so he says, you make the effort to bring yourself out of this hole Little efforts make big efforts over time. He says you have to have action with it. So, Kim, is there any time where hopelessness, somebody wallowing in hopelessness, is related to a negative entity attached to them or negative energy surrounding them? You know, if someone, okay, that that could be kind of a double-edged thing because if somebody was that low and hopeless, they could open themselves up to the influence of that type of thing. That's true. And it just makes it worse. Yeah. If somebody were in an environment where there were entities, because entities can't attach, really attach to you, and um, you have to give, on a spiritual level, there's some level of permission that you've given them to even interact with you. And so if, if you're around, okay, like say, say people maybe who work, uh, say if you worked at a bar, in a bar situation, there are entities there. Um, and you're a sensitive person, you might be able to feel that sense of sensitivity if you didn't have good spiritual boundaries. Hmm. Well, you know, so what in in those cases, it's about having good spiritual boundaries and knowing what's yours and what others. And it doesn't even have to be an entity. Other people can make you feel just by being around them and absorbing their sense of sadness or hopelessness. You can also feel that if you're empathic. Yeah. It could be that your vibration is low because maybe you're an alcoholic and then some entity attaches to bring you down to that place of hopelessness or it could be that you've lost a loved one and then that lower vibration welcomes in a negative entity so that you come down to hopelessness so what do you do under those circumstances well just as Raymond said you gotta pick yourself up and get get back going if if that is the situation they don't like light and they don't like like love so as soon as you can mm. start turning things around and start doing things that are loving they they would no longer be attractive oh. but like Ooh, people like, who like, are really abusing alcohol or uh even worse is like drugs like uh, meth or crack oh, yeah. those those kinds of hard mm. bad drugs entities will actually seek those people out to try to continue their addiction oh. um, through them because they can feel that yes. that high or that drunk by hanging wow. onto that energetic field. So, well, and we all terrible. know, you know, you don't your your energy is so low when you're participating in that type of behavior. So you're just opening Absolutely. yourself up. Yeah. So maybe altruism. So in that case, like you quit drinking. <laughs> yeah. 
But also altruism, like we're, my husband and I are going to join the Red Cross as uh, volunteers and donate, of course. Um, so, you know, joining Habitats for Humanity, I mean, stuff like that. First of all, then you're going to be around like-minded people who want to help the collective. And just the connections can probably raise your vibration, right? It does. Yeah. And doing for others, it opens your heart. It opens your heart and it gets the energy starting to flow. It helps to yeah. heal. That's one of one of the uh, biggest uh, biggest ways I know of to help. And also, like uh, Raylene and I were talking about today, uh, having a, a getting a a dog or a cat or some other pet from the SBCA or rescue center or whatever, anything, or even just volunteering at, at these places can probably help you, you raise your vibration so you start to get out of that sense of hopelessness. Yeah, yes, when because when you're around an that's... animal, you interact from your heart. Sorry, Raylene, go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. No, go ahead. No, I'm done. That's all I had to say. When you're around an animal, your heart's automatically open. You're interacting through your heart with an animal. And so that helps you to heal. So go ahead, Raylene. I'm sorry. Yeah, and he says, not only that, Mom, but they're making a connection. Having some form of support or some type of connection doesn't have to be a person. It can always be an animal. He says, Mm. animals don't talk back and they don't judge. They love you unconditionally. And so for most people, that's the companion. And that's the connection that they're needing to make to bring them out of the hopelessness. He's touching base on the entity question on how entities can affect your mood. And so if you are dealing with a situation where you are with bad behavior, whether this is some type of addiction or you're with a relationship who has bad behavior. And so these types of people can attract negative energy and they can affect your mood Although not all of them may not be able to take you over, they can still affect your mood and have you act on things that you typically would not act on. In those cases, what you do is you clear your energy, whether this is your home space or your workspace, because a lot of times people are also attracting things from their workspace. And so you can clear it with sound, with the Tibetan bells, OM, O-M, that mm-hmm. energy is a smoke smell. You can make your own sage spray sage essential oil, hollow essential oil, mixing it with distilled water. You do about 10 drops of each of them and maybe six ounces of water, and then you spray. That creates a place for you to clear your energy. But if this is something really lower vibration and you find that your depression is not getting any better, you need to bring some feng shui into your home. Move furniture around. And so when I say feng shui, you don't got to be an expert in feng shui. Really, all feng shui is is moving furniture and changing the energy. And so that helps to shift negative energy out of your environment. Okay, that sounds awesome. All right, so um, I forgot what I was going to say. Whatever. It's hell getting old. Um, all right, well, why don't we go ahead and, and consider uh, – oh, yeah, I know what I, one thing I wanted to say was one of my favorite T-shirts is one that says, I love animals on the front. And in the back it says, they're delicious. So irreverent. But, uh, oh, yeah, another thing I, I want to say is that, yeah, when, when I had these five kids and when they start hitting the teenage years, I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I just get three five kittens instead? Oh. God, 
But anyway, I'm <laughs> glad I didn't. So, uh, so anyway, let's. Uh, you want to take questions, you two and Eric, callers. Yeah. Yeah. All righty, let's do it. Um, got one from the three one two area code first. Hello, how you doing? Hello, thank you for taking my call. My name's Karen. Sure. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. What you got for us? Hello. Um, my my question today is, um, I'm wondering. Um, I'm not very happy with my job, and I'm wondering um, if you see um, something else coming up for me. You are not happy, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm not really too okay. happy. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, they they do pay a fair wage though, but um, I'm just wondering if you see something else. Um, going so on. as of right now, I don't see a job change coming to you immediately. I say you've got about an eight month period before you have this job change. I do oh. see you being um, very comfortable with the income that's there, and you're consistent with the pattern that you have. And so you have to be comfortable with breaking that pattern and searching elsewhere. You're sticking with the same type of um, employment or the same industry that you're in, but you're going to a different company. Oh, is it okay. Gonna be, is, is it going to be less, you know, more of a risk? Is that what you're saying? Like, okay, I'm making a decent income no, now, no. whatever. Huh? Mm-mm. No, not at all. She's going to be oh. making the same amount of income, and then she'll be making more after that. But she's used to this pattern that she's in, this consistency. And so she has to break what she's used to in the comfort level. How did she do that? something that is she got to look for a new job and not depend on the one that she has to consistently be there. She has to step out to make that shift, to make the move to bring that new job to her. Awesome. And so getting out of your comfort is what is necessary. Sounds good. Okay. Sounds you got your homework. Thanks, Karen. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Let me see. We got somebody from the 409 area code. Let's see. Hi there. How are you doing? Hi, Elisa. My name is Eleanor. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I uh, recently had uh, my husband pass away. Uh, in November, and I feel like ever since I even married him, I've been sort of stuck with his family, um, his mother meddling, oh. there was an issue, and now uh, she's actually, I had his baby, I was 14 weeks pregnant when he passed away in a car accident, and um, yeah. she's actually yeah. suing me for visitation now, but I'm positive it's going to lead to custody the legal language is custody or visitation. I was just wondering what I could possibly do to sort of change what's going on. I've considered reaching out to well, her. Well, you're really but... breaking up. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering if there is. Yes. I'm so sorry. Uh, is that better? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, you're breaking up, breaking up so much. Oh goodness. Okay. Um, yeah. Is this better? You can. Uh... Yeah, well, I keep talking. Do I try repeating it? Okay. I think we're a little bit better. Is that correct? Is I that, can hear you yeah. better now. That sounded okay, better. Okay, great. Okay, my apologies. Uh, I was just asking. Um, to see if there's anything, Eric, uh, 
has to say or, or y'all have to say uh, to possibly lead me in the right direction outside of this what's becoming a legal battle. Horrible. You have to deal with the gunning death of your husband. You just had a baby. I mean, oh, what kind of people are these? Anyway. Yeah, I drove myself to the hospital at eight centimeters oh. because my mom oh. can't drive, and they know that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I um, literally was crowning. So, I can touch base on this subject for you a little bit. I do see legal matters being brought into this. I do not see the baby being taken away from you overnight. All I see is more of I would have to go with grandparent rights where the baby is going to be able to go and visit. Um, your partner, your husband, is actually asking you to allow the baby to be a part of their life as much as possible because they have lost a big part of who they were. Oh. And this baby is something that they are reliving a memory of, of who they lost. And so it's not that they're trying to take the baby. It's simply they are trying to gain back what they lost. And they have to understand that. that sorry. Go ahead. I uh, I just have seen him feeling that, that loss way. will never be brought back. You know what I'm wondering? If maybe this should there should be a shift in perspective here, an approach here, and approaching these grandparents and saying, "I want you to be a part of this child's life because he has your son's blood. He or she has the DNA stuff. He, you guys need to be an doing that. You need to be an important part of his life." And I welcome that completely because I know you'll be a good influence, but, but uh, hint, hint, don't freaking sue me. But anyway, just, just you know, go, go to the place of love where, hey, they are just me grandparents, and I welcome that. And I don't want you to get as involved as you can. What do you think about that, Eric? Will it work or not? Yes, he says going and talking with them and allowing them to be a part of the baby's life is going to be key. Without you having a bunch of expectations of how things have to be, you can be there and you can monitor the visit because this is so new. But over time, he says, the monitoring isn't something that's going to be necessary. Um, it's not when the baby is infant, but when the baby gets a little bit older, this is going to be when you are going to be sharing your time. And it's not going to be even like, Every weekend, it's maybe maybe two or three days out of the month that the baby will get to go and visit with them. But the father is really wanting this to happen, and you to kind of open up that talk well, he of should being also civil be, and he allowing be it. Being civil, yes, but and that's the problem, I guess. Possibly, um, we had a very bad falling out when he passed away. Who did? Me you and her, his mother. Oh. But, you know, that can all change. You know, I mean, I I would approach it like this baby needs you. We need you to be a part of this. And we need to model a great family relationship for this child. We need to model, uh, you know, a family of love, not of contention. And I'm willing to work with that, okay, So because I want the best for my baby. And I think having loving grandparents and having a loving family environment is what's best for this child. What is not best for this child is contention. So anyway, you can try that. I don't know. Right. But Thank but how you. do they? How how should you get? How should she talk to them? A letter? Uh, an email? Thank a you. Phone, phone call. call. A phone call. A phone call. 
said, what well, was well, running out and rehearse first because you know, and just make them feel loved. I mean, that is that goes so far. Make them feel loved and needed. And people also, they feel loved and needed. Anyway, that's she says, Eric, uh, and before we go to the next person. He says, that's about all. The connection is really messing up, Elisa. I keep getting bits and pieces of you. I don't know if everybody oh, else mm-hmm. is doing that or if it's just my line. I don't know. It's probably just you, Raylene. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. All right, uh, Kim, do you have any- just me. Kim, <laughs> Kim, do you have anything else to add? No, Raylene touched on it all. Okay. Is there, um, any- is there anything else that... Um- I should know before I contact the mother or anything major that maybe my husband wants to say to me. Don't allow your emotions to get in the middle of everything. He says, come in with an open heart and no expectations. Um, He's also telling you to allow yourself to cry and don't try holding in your tears. You've got a lot of held in anger that needs to be released. Um, Mm. He's apologizing for leaving. And uh, he's showing me a vehicle. I don't know what the vehicle is representing. Maybe you do. And that's a message to you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Eleanor, we're here for you. Call back and, you know, we're here for you. Call back next week if you want to, Thank you so much. Thank you You so much. You guys have an excellent day. You too, Sabrina. Gosh, why do people make a mess of things? I mean, why can't we all just make every choice in love instead of fear slash hate? You know, it's it's so much easier. Really, it's so much easier. It would be so much easier, but there would be no point in coming down to being human to experience the lessons that we can't get on the other side. I guess you're right. We do sign up for most of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, something just occurred to me, too. Um, A lot of times when people are in that deep grieving state, it's it's easier to find someone to be mad at and to hold on to that anger because that way you don't have to feel the grief. Yeah, and then you also still have a piece of your child. So that's what creates it. Had this feeling. Yes, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Very wise words. All right, let's talk to somebody from the 865 area code. Hi there, how are you? Hello. Ding dong. Hey, anybody there? Calling. Anybody there? Hey, we're here. Are you? <laughs> no. Hi. You're on the show. What's your name? First name. Hello. Nobody's there. What? Come on. 865 area code. <laughs> Maybe they went out for a short beer. All right. We'll come back to them. Okay. 414 area code. Hey there. How are you? Hi, Elisa. This is Aaron from Phoenix. How are you? Glad you made it home. Hi, Aaron. Oh, God. Me too. Oh, geez. I just can't wait till the nightmare stop. It's awful. But, I mean, I sound so cheery and everything I know. But it's because I'm really, I'm pretty strong. But still, it's like, oh, it's, oh, it's. But anyway, it's, this is not about me. It's about you. I'm sick of thinking about me. I'm starting to bore myself. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Um, well, it's uh, I have a question for Eric about my last two near-death experiences included unconsciousness. I was mm-hmm. wondering, I think you, you Elisa, you were conscious the whole time, right? Oh, yeah. Sadly, yes. Yeah, uh, Mm-hmm. I, right, that's got to be tough. Um, I, I, I was just wondering, Eric, when, when I was brought back or sent back or chose to go back, um, I may have answered my own question there. But what, what was the deal when I was unconscious and I ended up coming back? Because I was having, you know, visions not of heaven. I think I was in that middle holding place. Limbo. Um, one time it was a hospital mm-hmm. setting where the nurses revived me, and then the other time it was a motorcycle wreck where I think I was, you know, escorted back to my body. But uh, what's what's the, the deal with that when you're unconscious? How are you? Are you deciding to come back? Is that what I did? Yeah, he says there's a collective that you go and talk to. You can call this a council, and you engage with them on is this going to be best beneficial for me? Or is this going to not be beneficial for me? And so you decide, do I stay or do I go? And he says, it's not like you have a whole lot of time to really decide because that human body, it's not going to, the vessel's not going to survive for very long. And so it needs the soul to go back and rejuvenate the vessel. Especially in the humid heat of summer of Houston, so. No. Okay, so were these two his exit points, Kim? Yes, they were potential exit points, but it wasn't why? the time. Yeah, why did he, he have had those two? To but why did he design each of these exit points to begin with? Because he, he was supposed to have finished his work, but he was just a slacker and had to have more time added. Sorry, Aaron, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we design them in case things get to... Okay, we there are times some people actually finish their charts early and they can go home if they want. That that yeah. happens from time to time. Yeah. They can take yeah. one of those early exit points. Oh, um, but we design them make a case. Sad. Yeah, yeah. Or you have a race with your sibling who gets done first. But anyways, we design them like that so that if things get too tough, we can go. We can go home. Yeah. That we okay. have that out, that we have that we have a point. It wasn't his time. He, was, he wasn't done. And so, some people retain the memory of it, and some people do not. You know, it, it's, just, it's just that simple. Well, one quick question before we go on to the next caller. <clears throat> what is the work, the main thrust of the work Aaron is still here to do? And, and that's the reason why he did not use these as true exit Thank points. You. Eric is saying that what he needs to finish is he needs to be okay with being in his mind, with listening to his thoughts. The exit point was in connection to uh, either depression, anxiety, or some form of mental instability that he's experiencing. And so he got to choose, is he going to come and balance that out or is he going to leave? And so he says, it's all in your mind right now. You needing to balance out what you're dealing with emotionally. And it's something that you wanted to do on Earth because as you cross over, shit is not easy to deal with on that side. You're yeah. better off doing mm-hmm. it here, which is why you choose to come. So you have a lot of courage as a, as a soul, Aaron. So what is the best next step for him to deal with 
just the mind, the thoughts, emotions, everything. Meditation, being able to rest, relax your mind, be okay with your thoughts, whether they're positive or negative, but being okay with who those thoughts are and who you are. He says, you've got a lot of deep searching and cleaning out from your inner self that needs to be done now. Uh, you're not living on in terms of past life. I know time is linear, but this one would be what you consider to be a last lifetime is yours. And so you're really working to get all of this extra stuff that you carry wow. and clear it. Dotting the, the, okay. the I's and, and crossing the T's. So is there anything else you need to do, like visit a shaman, do ayahuasca, do EMDR, do soul happy, do past life regression, do any, I mean, any other thing. And that's the last question, I promise. Any other thing that first, would first be thing I, Oh, go ahead, Kim. First thing I saw when he started talking was him getting acupuncture, that it oh, would be okay. especially beneficial for him. Yes. Good. And it's very. Uh, I just I just scheduled some acupuncture for about three weeks from now. It's funny. You say that. No, oh my kidding. God. Well, there you go. Oh my God. Did Eric uh, did Eric nudge him to that, or his guide, guardian angel? So a little bit his of Eric team. and a little bit of the his guide. team. A little Eric, yeah. His team, awesome. Well, Eric, keep helping, Aaron. Okay. Thanks, thanks, because ladies. Mama. You're welcome, sweetie. You're welcome. Thanks, Eric. He's got your back, babe. Good. All right. Aaron is one okay. courageous soul, I can tell, you know? He mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mm-hmm. mind having a lot of crap on his plate, and he still goes on ticking. That's pretty cool. All right, we got somebody from the mm-hmm. 540 area code. Hi there. How are you? Hello. Did you say 540? Yes, that's you. Hi. Well, good. Hi, this is Lucy. Uh, I'm so Hi, glad Lucy. you're okay, Alicia. Oh, Lucy. Yeah. I miss Hi. hearing your voice. Um, I miss hearing your voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, apparently, a, a little family, you know, husband, um, wife, and three little children came over on a pauper ship from England in 1830, landed in Norfolk, mm. Virginia. And uh, the two-year-old, Isabel, grew up to become my great-great-grandmother. Wow. And she also had a four-year-old brother, John, and a six-year-old sister, Anne. Um, I've tried Googling them and looking on Ancestry and all. Their last name was Joy, J-O-Y. That would be John Joy and Anne Joy. Um, Mm -hmm. So I figure I probably have relatives out there somewhere, probably in Virginia, can you tell me anything at all about them? Oh, well, maybe you could bring one forward. There's not a deceased relative on the other side that's coming forward. So if I'm hearing correctly, you're trying to get information on someone who's currently living, right? No, no. Um, they landed in 1830 in Virginia. They were young children. But but, so, but uh, what, what Raleen's saying is, are you trying to get in touch with the current living ancestor from those people? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Um, uh, yeah, that would be okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. I do see people being in the Virginia area, um, and I also see people being in Chicago area, where oh. you would be looking for 
Um, did you do ancestry? I think I heard you say that, right? Yeah, I, I did do ancestry, but it kind of, you know, drops off. And unfortunately, yeah. um, Sheridan, you know, burned a lot of the uh, places in the South during the Civil oh, War, no. and he burned the, um, you know, courthouse records. that would have had those records. Oh gosh. Yeah. So. So that's yeah. all that I've got for you are those two areas. Yeah, I don't okay. believe that you're going to be finding any other information in regards to this. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, I'm really sorry about that. But yeah. in terms of, like, documentation, I don't see documentation being found. Okay. Well, uh, is there any way that she can, like, with a medium, you, uh, Kim, or someone else, to uh, to try to talk to one of these deceased relatives and find out more information? Would that help? And maybe they're not coming forth now. But, you know, maybe they will talk, and maybe that, that will give them some indication of where to go. I, well, that's I, an I, idea. Mm-hmm. Like going to a graveyard. I'm getting a I mean, with some time, and yeah. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like oh, go to this cemetery. Make a connection. Her headstone is, yeah, I, I really think that should be, that should be good. Mm-hmm. Because okay. you can get records also in mortuaries, you know. I mean, graveyards oh, oh, yeah. have records and stuff, and they may not have been burned, but I'm just channeling that, I think. But, yeah, so yeah. book a session with Kim or Raylene or any of the others and just see what you can find. Or call again back on the radio show, and let's see if we can bring one of them forward, okay? Great. Okay, well, thank you so much. You bet, darling. Okay, bye. bye. Have bye. a great evening. Bye-bye. Let's see if we can get the 865 area code. That uh, Hello, are you on the line now? I am. Oh, good. We tried to get you. We tried to raise you from uh, the depths of wherever, cyberspace. But uh, we couldn't get a connection with you. But now you're here, so what would you like to ask Eric or Kim or Raylene? Um, Well, I recently lost my job, and I was curious what's next for me. What I need to okay. do. Okay. Eric, thank you. And can you hear me okay? Yes. Elisa? Okay, good. Sorry. Yes, I yes, don't know yes. if it's my line or if it's the radio line that keeps cutting in and out. Um, Eric says hello. And in terms of job, I see you doing something that's in connection to caretaking. Um, either for elderly people or disabled people, some form of caretaking. What type of work did you do prior to this? Um, cabin rental. Cabin rental. Look into yeah. something completely different because you're going into a different field and don't have any expectations on yourself. Um, it's not a hospital setting that I'm working at. It's going to be more of a like a facility for either I'd have to go with nursing home, but I don't see only old people. I see oh, uh, disabled ca- people as well. What about cabin rentals for um, for older people in assisted living to give them a break? Man, that'd be awesome. They can have their caretaker go to the cabin, rent it, go fishing, whatever. That'd be cool. Anyway, just saying. Niche, yes. niche market. Because <laughs> old yes, people need to get out be of yeah, old people need need to get out in nature and get off, just get away from stuff too. So, um, I don't know. That's just a thought. Go for it. Yes. What, yeah, what, what I'm you hearing think? you're really gonna enrich some people's lives with your mm-hmm. with your change of job, yourself wow. for yourself and others. 
it's going to be a good move. So what is step one for her? What is the next step? Looking outside of the box. Don't go with your typical job that you're used to. Um, If you're reading something and you think you don't qualify for it, you still apply for it because you do qualify. Because you've got to not put those high expectations on yourself and things will come through for you. Uh, This was meant to happen, although losing a job is really unfortunate. This is to bring you better income and better stability for you, something that's going to be long-term and not temporary. So where's the first place she needs to look? I see her online um, applying. Let's see. Like look at monster.com? Is it job places? No. It's not monster. um, It's on the tip of my tongue. Indeed? Is it Indeed? Yes. Yes, it's Indeed. Okay. Okay. Indeed is Indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let us know what happens, okay? Hey, thank you. This is Beth, by the way, Lisa. Oh, hi. Hi, darling. Oh, Beth, I miss your voice, too. I almost was never going to hear it again. But, all right. Things are good. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. I'm glad you're okay, and I appreciate everything you guys do. And um, The other day, I could have swore, I could just envision um, Eric and Ryan, like, just laughing at me about some stuff. But I don't know if it was Uh, actually... So I was like channeling oh. them a little bit. Oh, they, you probably were. No. What do you think? Raylene, you Kim? Were. Yes? No? Yeah, you were. I you were channeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wow, need to tell that ego awesome. to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So I was channeling. All right, Beth. Love you, girl. Bye. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I always wanted to go to Tennessee. Maybe Beth will invite me. Can you invite me, Beth, please? So beautiful. All right, we got somebody <laughs> from the 773 area code. Hi there. How are you doing? Anybody there? Hello. 773 area code, please. Okay, we'll try back. We will try back later. Let's try the 973 area code. I recognize this number. Hi there, 973 area code. What's your first name and what do you want to talk about? Jen, can you hear me? Hi there. Yes, we can. Can you hear us? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, you're okay. Okay. Thank um, you. Wow. I've been so we had to make so it a little. I... Oh, I'm sorry. We had to make it a little bit quick because, you know, I don't want to run into the other show because I'll get <laughs> bitch slapped by him. But go for it, girl. Absolutely. Um <laughs> Can you talk like an well, author? I have. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I have. I have so many things going on in my life right now. None of none of which are good, and I'm sure Eric mm. is aware of everything. But in a nutshell, my youngest child was recently diagnosed with cancer, and um, mm. it's just it's tearing our family apart. Um, so he he kind of what pulled kind me of to do his ad for this. She has a osteosarcoma. She has a tumor in her pelvis. Okay. Okay. And email she's 12. me. I, I, I need you to email me. Remind me what this is all about. Email me. Sure. Emedhoof at gmail dot com because I got some stuff for you. Okay. Oh. Go ahead okay. though. 
But yeah, but basically, it, it's just it's really hard because she's my stepdaughter, oh, yeah. and so it's two different mm-hmm. families. I I don't get to see her, and everybody's just fighting, and I'm super depressed. My husband is depressed, oh. and I just looking for for any any advice to 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 get out of this just wallowing in in misery. Is the depression only due to this diagnosis, or is it something that um, you know predated this? No, I think it's just so many things snowballed at once, one one thing after mm-hmm. another, and this is compounding mm-hmm. it because obviously I'm worried about her, but at the same time, as a stepmother, I don't I don't get to see her. She doesn't live in my household. Um, oh, her, no. my husband's ex is not exactly chummy with me, and. His, of course the whole not. thing is just really frustrating. Yeah. So, Eric, what do you have to say? So, I I see this being a very long process with the cancer, and I do see your husband needing to be a part of his daughter's life and make that additional effort to go and see her. They are wanting a connection between just dad and daughter and no in-between just dad and daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, that's just the way to kind of help the daughter to be more mellow she does not need to be under any stress right now. She needs to know that there's not going to be any fighting or any disagreeing in her environment. Good. But her physical state. And so um, I do see her, I don't see her transitioning, but I do see this a lengthy period of uh, treatment, therapies that she's going to be going through, and something that she lives with for quite some time. Um, but I don't see her transitioning anytime soon or into this like adulthood age. Okay, yeah, so it is a very long quick, uh, treatment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick question: Would low dose naltrexone, which has huge anti-tumor properties, plus minus IV alpha lipoic acid, help at all? If not, tell me. It's okay. He said yes, Mom. It will help her yeah. with her symptoms and raising. Raising the immune system is what it's really going to work with. Yeah. Well, I just had a, um, a, a a lady tell me that she heard me talk about LDN, and then six months later she got advanced stage colon cancer. And without telling her doctor, she started LDN, and she was the only one of his patients that had no problem with the chemo and radiotherapy. Plus, now she's cancer-free, and the doctor does not understand why. But also, what about uh, Stanislaw Berzinski, his uh, techniques, um, uh, you know, that and I want to send you this awesome YouTube entitled Cancer is Big Business because it is freaking an eye-opener. But uh, would he help? Would he be able to help with his um, techniques? Yes. Maybe he says yes, Mom. He, does be, he will be able to. Bring some help, some guiding, and some healing to her. The birth mother is not going to be open to additional treatments. She's very picky with the care of her child and trying new things that a doctor is mm-hmm. not recommending. And well, so these, I do these, see these are things that are, these are things that are that are so safe. These are called the why not drugs. So it'd be ridiculous for her not to. But also, there's this other guy, Absolutely. and I don't know his name. But he wrote the book Outliving Cancer, and he takes a biopsy of the cancer, and he tests them in different cultures with all sorts of different chemo, uh, chemotherapeutic agents and combinations thereof to find the most effective one. It's apparently really good. But anyway, we've got to go, people. 
first and, and you know, just email me, please. Um, yes, I will. I, I want to help you, babe. I really do. So, Raylene, you guys can get in touch with her at angelmediumnumeral70number.com. She channels. She also teaches you how to develop your spiritual gifts, and she's the master in all things related to crystals and spiritual tools like dowsing rods and pendulums and much more. And then, of course, we have the wonderful Kim Voigt, embody-light.com. She could, of course, channel, do quantum healing sessions, uh, hypnotic regressions, Akashic record readings, and more. So check both of these sites out. Angel Medium, the numeral seven dot com and embodylight.com. And thank you guys so much for supporting this um, radio show. And please check out my social media, subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel, Channeling Eric YouTube channel, and like watch some videos because my revenues, ad revenues, which are so small anyway, have gone down because they have a completely different algorithm and. Uh, Anyway, just watch them. Watch like five minutes of them, just like every day, like 10 videos. Come on, help me out here because that helps pay for at least, I would say, 20 to 30% of my overhead. Every little bit counts. So anyway, I love you guys, and bye-bye for now. See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.